connected to the Bible. It's your good friend, Aaron. It is April 14th, 2023. We are now in John chapter 16, reading on the Amplified Version. Hope everyone, everyone had an amazing day. It's yeah, 2 o'clock in the morning. We're now 2.01. And I'm about to go to sleep soon. All right, heading for this is Jesus's warning. I have told you these things so that you will not stumble or be caught off guard and fall away. They will put you out of the synagogues and make you outcast. And a time is coming when whoever kills you will think that he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the father or, or me. I've told you these things now so that when their time comes, you will remember that I told you about them. I did not say these things to you at the beginning because I was with you. Hmm. Interesting. The Holy Spirit promised, verse 5, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asked me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts and taken complete possession of them. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, because the helper again, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. The Holy Spirit will not come to you but if i go i will send him the holy spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you and he when he comes will convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need for a savior and about righteousness and about judgment about sin and the true nature of it because they do not believe in me in my message about righteousness personal integrity and godly character because i am going to my father and you will no longer see me about judgment, the certainty of it, because the rule of this world, Satan has been judged and condemned. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the father, the message regarding the son. And he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will glorify and honor me. Because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Because of this, I said that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and will reveal it to you. Jesus' death and resurrection foretold. A little while and you will no longer see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean when he tells us a little while? And you will not see me. And again, in a little while, you will see me. And because I'm going to my father. So they were saying, what does he mean when he says a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, are you wondering among yourselves? about what I meant when I said a little while and you will not see me and again a little while you will see me I assure you and most solemnly say to you that you will weep and grieve in great mourning but the world will rejoice you will be sorrowful but your sorrow will be turned into joy a woman when she is in labor has pain because her time to give birth has come 
But when, when she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of her joy that a child has come into the world. So for now, you are in grief, but I will see you again, and then your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take away from you your great joy. Prayer promises. I don't really have a whole lot of observations or things to say. I'm just kind of just reading through. For those of you that were wondering. Prayer promises. In that verse 23, in that day, you will not need to ask me about anything. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name as my representative, he will give you. Until now, you have not asked the Father for anything in my name, but now ask and keep on asking. You will receive so that your joy may be full and complete. Interesting. Interesante. Um, this interesting passage because I feel like the scripture is being used a lot as a prosperity message. Ask God for that private jet or that yacht. <laughs> but the key phrase here is, where does it say? If you ask anything, or is it in that day? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know what me to say. Blah, blah blah. In that day, you will not need to ask me about anything. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, as my representative, He will give you. Until now, you have not asked the Father for anything in my name, but now ask and keep on asking. You will receive, so that your joy may be full and complete. That's a hard message because it's okay, like. The best interpretation I have of that scripture is according to God's will. If it's God's will for you to have a yacht or a jet or to be healed or whatever specific thing you're asking him to heal you of, fill in the blank. If it's God's will, he'll make it happen. And he, there's something about continually asking him for it. Sometimes it's like, Lord, why do I have to ask for the same thing over and over again? Why can't you just do it? And then there's that story of Hannah in the Bible who prayed for her son. And she was begging so hard, they thought she was drunk. Or Levi thought she was drunk, the priest. Anyway. <sighs> Sometimes I get frustrated. I used to have these conversations with my former wife. It's like, why does the Christian life have seem like it has to be so complicated sometimes? It's simple in some ways, but complicated and anguishing in other ways. Like it doesn't come as come very easy. Verse twenty five. I have told you these things in figurative language, veiled language, proverbs. The hour is now coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech. But I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I 
And I am not saying to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf because it will be unnecessary for the Father himself tenderly loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from the Father. I came from the Father and have come into the world again. I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, ah, now you are speaking plainly to us and not in figures of speech. Uh Aha. And the Braxton voice. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> now we know that you know all things and you have no need for anyone to question you because of this. We believe without any doubt that you came from God. Jesus answered them. Do you now at last believe <laughs> after all I've shown you all? Now you finally believe. Take careful notice. An hour is coming and has arrived when you will be all scattered each to his own home, leaving me alone, and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding. Oh, man, you got that part about tribulation and distress and suffering. Yeah. Definitely a lot of that going on. Yeah, he said he is. He was alone this while all of them disciples, all 12 of them jokers. Were nowhere to be found when he was crucified. The only people at the cross were the three Marys, I believe his mama. Mary Magdalene and this other Mary, I believe, some other or some other woman. I think it was like three ladies at the cross. Yeah, I go fact check that. Anyway, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord. Help us to have your perfect peace, to know that you are a perfect peace. And despite this world having so much tribulation and distress and suffering in our lives. Help us to be courageous and confident, undaunted, and filled with joy. Joy that's unspeakable, not based on our circumstances. And have confidence knowing that you have already overcome the world. That we have victory. <sighs> Through you, Jesus. Pray, watch over, and keep me as I sleep tonight. Surround me with the angels. Pray for those listening. Watch over them as well. Strengthen them. Keep them. Fill them with your love, your joy, your peace. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will 
not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.